0: So, when I was taking this poll on Instagram, there were two things that I asked women about that they went crazy over them. One was losing weight and being healthy on Ramadan. Like, that seems to be what a lot of you guys are intending to do. Now, we all know Ramadan is for health and for closeness to Allah and, and gaining taqwa. It's not a weight loss boot camp, okay? But part of, of our focus can be still, you know, losing weight to understand our body as a gift. So once you put that little tweak on there intentionally with the proper intention, um, then that's fine. Right. And the other one, you guys, and I pulled you on Instagram was about like, I think 98% for both of these you guys wanted more information on was on food prep. And you guys know I have an entire food prep book. I have been making YouTube videos for food prep. Check them out on YouTube. Just search mindful Muslim Ramadan. And what else? Oh, on our website, we have those downloadable books, www.mindful-muslimah.com. You'll find tons of downloadables. We got tons of stuff too, like how to find a spouse, how to get your emotions together, how to help you with your toddler who's acting out. We have everything. Don't worry. We have a lot for you. Alhamdulillah. And so, inshallah, today we're going to be focusing on weight loss and health. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey salamu and Welcome back to the Mindful Muslim Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Mindful Muslim, and we are back to talk about another Ramadan prep edition. So we, by the way, if you don't know, have our podcast out Monday, Friday, about 9.30-ish Eastern Standard Time in the morning. We reach out and we give you a podcast on another tip for what you can do in Ramadan. And today we're talking about health and weight loss because... I did my poll, like I said, and you guys want it. And these podcasts are built off of what you guys want, what you guys need. I have women, thousands of women DMing me weekly. And that's why, guys, if I don't get back to you all the time, if I don't answer every single thing, it's not that I don't care. It's that I'm trying my very best. And I have my team and they help me out. But I like to so much connect with you on my own. So a lot of times I try to authentically just reply on my own. And so forgive me and just give a bit of time. But Alhamdulillah, we did ask a lot of you and you were asking for things on food and health and weight loss and so we already have our food prep guide that you guys know on the website wwwmindful com. in the resources section we have that we have a ramadan essentials toolkit we have how to prep the house with ramadan and today we are um excuse me not how to prep the house how to get your house islamically sound that's really key right with a ton of references from the Quran and Sunnah and then today we're talking about health and weight loss that is a huge focus of a lot of women and I want to let you know too um, the podcast is going to be having three episodes a week once Ramadan starts Monday Wednesday Friday so you're going to get even more motivation and support with that and I'm honestly very very pumped because today is the first day of our five-day challenge what is that? Well, annually, and this is because you guys asked me, this is how I want you to know I listen to you and I'm here to serve you. So every year I do this Ramadan recharge challenge. And I do it on a private Facebook group and invite women in. We do a little private challenge. I give a prize away and everybody's happy and everybody gets together. But all the Instagram ladies every year are like, why do you do this on Facebook? We are not on Facebook. We are on Instagram. So I like went on Instagram. I invited them into the Facebook and they were like, oh no, sis, like just put it on Instagram. And it's a little bit more technical for me to be honest. I had to get a team member to come on and help me do things. But al-hamdulillah, al-hamdulillah, today's the first day. So it's at 9 o'clock, 9, 9.30 Eastern Standard Time. So you could check your watch. Um, the challenge will open. And so that's today. It's probably just opened already if you're listening to this right when this podcast uh, drops. So um, it's very, very um, much something that will get you motivated, pumped, start to get yourself ready for Ramadan, especially if you kind of haven't already or you have and you've been doing it alone. So it basically is every morning for five mornings, a two minute like little motivational, internal reflection spiritual connection type thing i give you a little activity to get you going and the cool fun thing is that all the women from 137 countries are doing it like everybody's doing it together and because i build camaraderie, mindful muslima is all about supporting each other as women you know for us our mission and vision is very much about helping Muslim women thrive and doing it together where we're uplifting one another, not pushing each other down as women we do sometimes, right? So if you get in there, we have a $475 prize. Every day I put up a video, I put up instructions. You'll see exactly what I mean. Just go to Instagram. Now, if you're still a Facebook girl and you're like, wait a minute, I do Facebook. If you're in my private Facebook group, Mindful Muslim sisters, which many of you are. Um, You can go in there. You can join now, even if you're not. And in there today will be challenge number one as well. What does that mean? It means I'm giving away two prizes worth $475. Yes. And today starts the beginning of what of our giveaways, honestly, worth about $3,200, $3,200 US dollars over the past, excuse me, over the next week or two of just. We have AB that partnered with us, Artsy Zara, Clothing, Crescent Moon Bookstore. We have so many, so excited. Definitely get on in there. And I want you to know that today also, you're gonna see a post there as well for Crescent Moon Bookstore. We are partnering with them to do a giveaway and very excited that they are with us as well, giving away books, um, Divine Love, um, what's the other one? I think there's one for, um, the angels or amongst us, all the famous books. I just know there's about three or four famous books and you can get in there to win it. All you have to do is follow the instructions, get in there. I'm very excited about that one as well, but definitely do not miss this Ramadan challenge. It is epic. It's the one that we do every year because it gets women really in the right place to help you by the end, uh, figure out why your Ramadans in the past have failed and how to have your best Ramadan yet with this one inshallah. And I wanna talk to you today about a topic that's really, really important, which is the health and weight loss piece. And before I give you the tips, I wanna connect with you and tell you just a little bit about myself. When I was 12, 13 years old, I really, really struggled with body image and weight. I mean, I was going into middle school, people were really cruel, really mean. You know how it is when you're like the freshman, going into the new school and um, everyone's going through puberty. And it's like, this was like late, no, early, early nineties, late eighties, like very, very late eighties. Yeah. That's how old I am. So like the, the um, YouTube was now, there was like the internet and all that stuff it just didn't come out until like 96. I remember vividly cause I was in university then. And um, yeah. So like I didn't have any resources. I didn't have anything. I just had people in my town or people in my you know, my space in terms of like physically around me, there was not that virtual life back then. And so people are cruel. And, you know, nowadays, if you feel like, you know, you don't, people are treating you bad where you are, you can go into social media and find another group of friends or another outlet or an influencer, kind of like what we have. And like, you know, like somebody who's, um, can really just help to inspire you or make you feel better about yourself. But I didn't have that. I didn't have that and my family was like any other family they were just focused on like you know you should be skinny and pretty and all that stuff like that and i didn't have that support and so i found myself probably like that year probably like seventh grade eighth grade where i went in and i from the us so we, we say it that way but went and you know just really really started to say i'm just gonna starve myself that's it and so i didn't understand about anything else like bulimia and stuff like that about like eating and binging and all, like, I didn't really get that. I just get like, less food, less calories, like, I'll just, whatever. And my parents didn't teach me about health. They didn't teach me about food, to have a healthy relationship with food. We were a pretty healthy family in, in, in the terms of, like, my family, you know, we didn't eat certain things that were bad for us, like, you know, like, porks and fats and, like, you know, the basic stuff we're not supposed to do. But it, that was about it. You know, we had tons of like even low-fat ice creams that were full of just like really bad cancer-causing sugars, which nowadays they're still out there in the supermarket. So watch out for them. You know, like I don't promote any of those things now. I eat now. I eat a, a much different, you know, lifestyle. But back then it was hard. I was doing soccer. I remember, and I, I was gain. I was had that weight on me, and when I'd run on the field, like the breathing was like, you know, it was like really really hard. And so my my whole image of myself, people, maybe they would tease me and I wasn't really heavy or anything, but I was enough where as a girl, you'd be conscious. Right. And so I decided one day I woke up, I'm like, I'm just not going to eat anymore. And that's why I think sometimes this whole Ramadan, like weight loss thing, it kind of like clicks for me back to that flashback to that moment. Because I remember I was just like, if I starve myself, then basically, how could I gain weight? So that must be the answer. Because I, like I said, I didn't have access to social media, and so I would, I did that. And I remember I gave myself—it was crazy back then. They had there was a deli by my house, and I went and I got this, those big, like that, that one can of Arizona iced tea, and I would sip it all day. And I would tell myself, "This is all you're allowed to have." And I think it was like I don't know, 200 calories. Now, mind you, at dinner I probably would have to like fake eat or something for my family, just. But they were they were so busy. My parents were working. And, you know, I was a good student, I never got in trouble, and I was just kind of like um, quiet child. And so I never gave trouble. So they didn't pick up right away that I was having that problem. But as I started shedding the weight, all of a sudden, lo and behold, people at school were like, Oh, my God, you look amazing. Hey, you know, then all of a sudden, you know, people try to talk to you. And then, and then my family started to notice and then they got worried, you know, but it was kind of a little bit too late because I had already lost a good amount of weight. And the point is, all of a sudden people want to be my friend and at first I thought that was really good I was like oh look at this my life has changed you know everything's great and that's the thing that I guess everybody kind of fantasizes about like everybody thinking you're amazing you feel amazing but you know what you don't really feel amazing because even though your body is changing the internal struggle of self-love hasn't changed and so what I want women to think about in this Ramadan is yeah you want to lose weight and stuff like that but if you never get to the self-love piece If you never get to the self-acceptance piece and loving yourself from who you are, this is going to be something you grapple with for the rest of your life. And no 30 days of Ramadan is going to fix that for you. Although I'm not going to say you can't, you know, get yourself in shape a bit and lose some weight and feel better. I'm not going to say that that's not possible in Ramadan. I'm going to say long term, it's just not going to work for you unless you address that. And that's why we do that here at Mindful Muslim all the time with women. We have um, just added the new pathways section to our Thrive Muslim Allah. You guys know we have an entire membership. That's all year. It's closed. We do not open it. We're opening it about maybe April 4th for when, and letting them come in because in Ramadan you know we want to let them in but all year we support women so we just added this pathway section after women we saw we really really needed it on support for their emotional self acceptance self-love and so you can go on a pathway on that and take lesson after lesson step by step where we're going to show you how to do that and all that's opening um, you know within this time period of Ramadan and after Ramadan, we have different things. We add all the time for women that we notice that they need, you know, their parenting journeys, their marriage journeys. Like, believe me, you can go on a pathway and take a journey and you could step-by-step step get resources and support and feedback for me. And so this is what I'm really excited to bring. But for a lot of women that haven't had that chance and they haven't had that information, they're still struggling. So I want to just want to give you the last flashback of my story is like I got to university and then I realized after starting to do research and connecting with a lot around six, 16 years old where I started to really connect with Allah he showed me how, I, I learned how to love Allah I learned how to love myself through the process and it was just a lot of dua in the deep night you know and and then I had joined a community of women who loved Allah and wanted to be close to Allah too and between the support of them and me it was just constant reminders of how to love myself and then therefore feel good about myself I started to work out and stuff like that and I started to go to the gym and I started to eat healthy and I started to do many things and I had a healthier life inside and out so before i got into all these tips i want to just go through that story really quick and share with you a bit of i get where you're coming from i i understand you and i want you to know that um you have a place here of no judgment where you can come on this podcast every week and we just are all about helping you heal and for those of you that have a deeper issue or a lot i have a woman that called me the other day about this who was looking for a spouse and we help women with that too. And we have an entire program um, for that too, the Muslim Marriage Lab. And I was talking to this woman and it was just like red flag after red flag, but she didn't know that deep, deep, her real core problem was this lack of self-love and all that stuff. And she was going to pick the wrong guy. So what i to tell you is like, this is not just connected to food. This is connected to relationships. It's connected to so many things, sisters. You have to not let this be a light thing in your life. You have to really get a hold of it. And if you need help with it, like I said, DM me anytime on Instagram, I'm here for you. All right. I'm going to dive into the tips, but I want to start off with that base and that reminder about that self-love acceptance, that body image thing, because it is often related to the why of why we're doing this. We have these wounds that we're not completely healed from. Um, last thing I'll say to that is in the podcast that I had, um, not podcast an email I sent out three weeks ago and you might've gotten it if you're on my email list. Um, cause I send out free advice and little pick me ups and motivators all the time. Um, I sent out something about rewriting your past and so many women were just like, I want to know how to do that tell me how do I rewrite my past? Because that is an incredibly powerful thing that I need to do because I have all this. We learned that women have just so much pain. They're carrying around so much. And so that's really why we also have our our emotions course where we teach women how to master their emotions. Because again, guys, if you don't start with yourself, all these other external problems, they never get solved. So let's go into um, the workout stuff. Let's go into the food stuff. Let's go into the cravings. How had to have delicious food and not like eat Ugh. in Ramadan. We want to enjoy Ramadan. We don't want to like look forward to eating and then we have a big salad. Like that's exciting. That's not, right? So, and then in our food prep book, we have some stuff in there that some recipes that I'll refer to today. But I want to tell you how I do not gain weight in Ramadan. A lot of women do. I don't, alhamdulillah. I usually just keep my regular weight, to be honest, because like I said, my husband and I, we work out a year it's a lifestyle thing for us. We love working out. We're, um, into, um, being healthy all year round. We eat whole foods, we eat organic, we do the whole thing. So it's a lifestyle for us. It's not just like Ramadan fad, but, um, for people who do want to lose weight in Ramadan, we totally get that. And let's go into some of this stuff right here. All right. So the first thing is I want to talk about the cravings. All right. So let's talk about how to get rid of them a little bit, because there is no complete way. It's a lot of nefs, nefs, nefs. It's going to make you want this, want that. And what I would say is the biggest successful thing that helps me is um, when I prepare before Ramadan. And I'll tell you what I mean right now. All right. So before Ramadan starts, my family and I like my daughters, because usually they're my restaurant buddies. um, We go and eat out at places that are um, our, our favorite places. Like, you know, the problem with Ramadan is it comes in and you start craving things. You have like these crazy ideas like, oh my gosh, I need a Reese's Pieces peanut butter sundae right now. Or I need like this, bit. whatever is your like fantasy thing that you want to eat like bowls and bowls of, but you know you really shouldn't. Like that's the thing <laughs> you start having, like whatever that is for you. So for us, it's like a lot of Korean foods, Thai foods, like our favorite foods in these restaurants. So in Ramadan, we don't really go out to eat. We pretty much stay in. My husband gives me like one or two times in Ramadan, and he doesn't really give me, like, I don't really need to go out. Like, I just kind of like, it's our little thing we do. Like, he's like, you know what? You've been cooking, take a break. And he takes me out to this Turkish restaurant that we go to like one time or this other one. Sometimes we'll go to like the, the Yemeni one. Like, we, there's certain ones that are more like communal family Ramadan Muslim communities so we'd like to go there and whatever. We'll do that. But for the most part like we'll go to all these restaurants our favorite korean thai everything before we had um yeah we did this just last week we started already like on our it's it's, it's like our treat for ourselves. because when ramadan comes in we're like meh i already had all those so i don't crave them and it sounds crazy but if you do this before ramadan i'm not saying binge eat things that you get really fat before ramadan i'm saying like the things that might make you fantasize or crave while you're fasting we just get them out the way right so We had Tibetan, I think, last week. It was really, really nice. Yeah, that's the benefit of living in New York City. You get to be, like, um, just, like, first-generation chefs for, like, amazing, amazing places. So, anyway, um, alhamdulillah. One thing um, that we do is we do that. The other one is during Ramadan. And I mentioned this in the food prep book. There's some tips in there. In the Ramadan recharge um, program that I do, I give women a bunch of free eBooks on like menstruation and um, like how to stay close to law during menstruation, how to stay motivated. And one of them is on health and weight loss. And we give tons of tips on that, There additional tips. So today I'm kindly giving you just like, like sprinkles of them from that book, but the, the bulk of it is in that book. Um, and that's the one that opens on April 4th. Uh, The link is below for that one. But yeah, so during that, you know, in that one, we just added this year to that book, um, just some more information on carbs and stuff like that, because it's really important that people understand that when you, uh, people have done keto this year and last year and like all that stuff like that. Carbs and sugar are not your friends, especially in Ramadan. Yet when we have been fasting all day, those are the things we run to. Like that sweet thing we want to have or that like big, nice fried thing that we want to eat. Like, you know, like that tends to be the craving and that's where people go downhill. So we make some very simple shifts and I'm not going to get into all of them now. Like I said, they're in the books when you guys get them and you guys join. But at the end of the day, I want you guys to know that Um, the Ramadan um, approach that I tell women to do is to at least change the flowers and sugars. And so I put that in the the downloadable um, free book that we have on the website, the food prep one. Okay, in there I talk more about that and how I use like Lakanto sugar, like the monk fruit as my replacement. It tastes almost, it tastes pretty much exactly like real sugar. Um, All the other ones, Stevia, this and that, they have these weird aftertastes. They're so gross. I'm sorry, I don't mean to say it like that, but they're not even so great for you. But anyway, monk fruit is completely healthy. It's completely natural. And, um, it's been my go-to thing now. And I don't use white sugar. I haven't used white sugar for years. I've used, I went from using white sugar to cane sugar to like sugar in the raw, like all these types of things, organic. But now honestly, I just use monk fruit because it has zero glycemic, zero calories, zero carbs. If you want to like not gain weight. And if you get a certain age, it's like really easy to gain weight. If you know what I mean? And so, it's really, really been the best thing for us. So, I use that. Um, so, I would say swap out the white sugar for that. Now, where do you want to get it at the cheapest price? Go to Costco. Don't go to Amazon. Amazon, you're going to see it for more expensive. You're going to be like, seriously, this much for sugar? Oh my goodness. Go to Costco. You get it in bulk, you get it cheap. If you don't have Costco, you're outside the states. Um, you do have to get on Amazon. It's not the end of the world. If you're doing it just for Ramadan, then just consider it your gift to yourself for Ramadan. But I suggest if you could do it regularly. And you know what? me, <laughs> When you see that you have to pay more money for sugar, it kind of makes you cut down. Because you're like, mm. and then you realize how much sugar you're using when you go through the bag. You're like, ooh, this bag is gone already. Gosh, I use a lot of sugar. So they came out with other products this year. Um, I'm coming out. I have this whole thing recorded for you guys. It's been sitting in my computer, but... Being a mom of five, it's hard to be forgiving. I just don't have a video editor always. That's the only part. I have a whole team, but the video editing is my biggest problem. So um, once I put it together, you're going to see I have one like my haul, my healthy haul for Amazon, fresh foods, for Whole Foods, I think I did it. I did it for Walmart, and you'll see I have a little series coming up. Maybe I'll put it up during Ramadan, after Ramadan, I'm not sure. I'm trying to get the Ramadan stuff done first. But they came out with um, a Nutella. That is this made out of this sugar and i bought it for ramadan because we eat nutella in ramadan like as part of our breakfast thing like it's a little sweet treat that i give my kids not every day it's just like once in a while they'll wake up in the morning and they're like "Ooh, nutella to spread on our bread and i but i didn't i didn't want it to be high in sugar and bad things so i got this just little jar for this time i got it at whole foods um anyway so alhamdulillah Um, If you look out for alternatives, there are tons. For flours, I would say almond flour um, and coconut flour have lower carbs. Swap them out and make yourself some of your sweet treats instead of buying them. You could basically make any regular recipe and just swap out almond flour or coconut flour, to be honest. If you go Google and search, I'm sure you'll find plenty of recipes for things. They will probably go in like the keto section or something. Now, why am I focusing on low carb and low sugar? It's not because I'm promoting keto. It's because these are the weight gainers, to be honest, Um, especially when you're trying to lose weight in Ramadan and these are the things that people tend to crave and go to. So I would say is have those out. And the last thing is in suhoor. Well, I will give you one more... um, one more tip for when you're craving and the fasting and stuff, is that you often are hungry when you are lacking nutrients. For example, I was telling this to my son the other day. If I give, because my daughter, I was rolling up to like one of those places to get coffee and then we had to go somewhere and it was lunchtime. So I told them I wanted to get them a sandwich. Now I got them, they had one of these like vegan sandwiches and my son loves them and he wants to eat them all the time. And my daughter was like, she's such, she's like the Carbalicious. My daughter is like the carb queen. If you could just give her carbs all day, she'd be so happy. But the problem is it makes her gain weight, obviously. And so what happens is I'm trying to cut down the carbs and teaching her, like you can't have carbs three meals every time. Like you have to have a healthier, and carbs are in everything, guys. FYI, carbs are in carrots, carbs are in tomatoes, carbs are in everything. So don't be fooled when I say carbs, I just mean bread. I just, so we don't realize sometimes, like until I carb counted, because I was eating a lot of fruits that were high in carbs and I didn't realize it. So yeah, there's gonna be like a little side note there. They're in, in every food that you eat. So when I counted it, it was like ridiculous how many carbs I was eating and that's why I was gaining weight. So I learned how to food combine. Food combining is amazing. I have an entire podcast. I think, I'll try to link below which episode it is about how you could still have cheat foods and still have them during the day. Ramadan's a little bit trickier, but all time of the year, it's like, it's a good method. I totally used it and I lost weight this way too. Um, or whenever I like feel like I gain any, um, and by the way, I only gain weight when I cheat. Like if you just eat a healthy lifestyle, you don't really gain weight. It doesn't really happen. It's not even mathematically really possible unless you have some other kind of medical issue going on. So we act like weight is a hard thing. It's very psychological. It is not at all as much physical. Like I said, unless you have a physical condition, but anyway, so my daughter's Carbalicious, right? So we're rolling up and she's like, I want a piece of pumpkin bread. And I'm like, sweetheart, you already had, you know, we had this muesli type cereal for breakfast. I said, that was chock full of like really healthy carbs, but they're carbs. Mommy wants to get you something a bit more substantial. Like we got to eat something with protein in it. They had different options for like veganness or like um, some eggs or something like whatever it was, and she was like, "No, I just want the bread." And then my son, real, he we got into a whole conversation about proteins. So when you eat more like proteins or you eat more nutrient rich foods, it will make you feel fuller longer. So what I want people to, to wrap their head around is the fact that um, being more satiated with the food also comes from the choices you make. You're not going to wake up and have a little thing of cereal and feel like, oh, I'm not going to be hungry then. Like, that's not going to work. So, what I tell people to gravitate towards, whether you like them or not, are smoothies. I have an entire YouTube video. I'll try to link it below. I have to write myself these notes when I tell you about these things for the smoothies and for the food combining um, video. So, I'll try to link them below in the show notes. Go in the show notes, guys. That's where I have all my links. Do not skip the show notes. When you come to my podcast, go in the show notes. I always have tons of goodies, free downloadables. I have video links to other stuff and more information. Do not skip the show notes. They're like your goodie bag after the podcast. All right. But anyway, go down there and um, I'll try to link these. And food combining, um, podcast and the YouTube one, because what happens is I give you my three top recipes for smoothies. Also in my ebook, the food prep and the ultimate food prep for Ramadan and recipe guide. I have my three smoothies in there as well. Okay. Those are really good because they're full of superfoods and things. I make them before Ramadan. This is my secret. I did it in the, the, the um, workshop the other day on Thrive. I even like, I have myself live on the camera and I'm there like whipping out like Mason jars and showing them how I store things. And like, yeah, you got, if you're on Thrive, you get to see all inside my life. Right. So anyway, Alhamdulillah, um, the, the smoothies jar, I I jar them and I, I put them away in the freezer. So I make these three kinds. So I'll make like today, I'll make the citrus one. Another day, I'll make the berry smoothie and I'll make the tropical breeze or whatever I make. And I make them in batches and I make them for like at least two weeks worth of smoothies and I put them in. The night before, you know, it's so easy. You wake up, you put the smoothie on the counter and it defrosts. You wake up for suhoor and there it is. Boom. It's nice and icy and cold and fresh, and it's full of stuff. And I make it, guys, so it's delicious. I know you guys don't like gross, yucky stuff, or you wouldn't be having issues with health food, okay? I already know that. FYI, my best friend is my Vitamix. Vitamixes, are I don't have any type of sponsorship with them. They're not easy to get a sponsorship from. If you wanna sponsor me Vitamix, you're more than welcome, but love it. I make my own fresh sauces, smoothies, dressings, everything with my Vitamix literally. And so it makes it so fine because I know you don't want like big chunky smoothies. Like sometimes that's the thing, guys. It's the texture that throws people off. Yeah. If that's you, I get you, right? So you want to get something super fine. Um, Ninja is some great investment. I think they're like the step down, but Vitamix is the best. It's like a boat motor. It's ridiculous. I got one for my parents. I was like, you guys just have to use this. Anyway, the point is I make my smoothies. I put them away, take them on the counter, wake up because like my husband, I got him into it. He was not into that. He just wanted to have like some fool and, uh, and, and, gymna and, and like, uh, you know, chubs. Like, he, I'm, I'm talking like all these types of foods that they eat in other countries. They have like beans and, and, um, and, and cheese, salt on salt on salt, like the worst things you could do. And then bread. And it's like, no, that's not going to make you full. That's going to make you thirsty all day so what happens is you have the smoothies they have superfoods in them they taste great and then it'll make you feel fuller longer i gave them to my husband my husband's like i legit was not hungry till two three o'clock for the first time he's like then you have a little bit of that crave then you get over it and then it moves on like that's what happens with fasting if you do it right after a while it's like you get if you eat the right things in the morning, like I'm saying, then you're not hungry. And then you get this like burning crave, like about 10 to 30 minutes. Like, and then that's like your, your get control of yourself moment where you have to like, it's like a boot camp, Like you have to like get yourself focused, think about something else. And then it passes. It's like a headache. <laughs> it's so weird. It's like it passes and then you're fine. And then right before you break fast, you get a little hungry again, but you're about to break fast and that's it. Boom. That's my Ramadan days every day, physically. So the smoothies really help with that. And and then I also do a Turkish breakfast. So if you want to like not only eat blended food like a baby, right? No, like I also accompany it with a lot of fresh cut fruits and vegetables. Again, I mentioned this in the ebook. You can see what I I put in there, all types of spreads. But um, the last tip I wanted to give you today in terms of um, the food is the salt. Stay away from salt. Salt is not your friend. Salt is going to make you thirsty and dehydrated. You're like, well, I'm not adding salt to my stuff, but your food might have salt. If you're getting things that are canned or pre-made. And so you want to be really, really conscious of those things. And the last tip I want to give you for today, and again, I have a ton more in the um, inside of Ramadan Recharge. We give a ton more to women, how I do my workouts with my husband, how I schedule my times for my workouts, what I do, what I don't do. I put it in the book. All the women get that for free when they join our program. But I want you to know for today with the, um, how do I say it? With the the food, what's really, really important is that you're constantly hydrating. So let me tell you what I have in the morning because if you're hydrated and you're, you have nutrients inside your body, you're less likely to have these cravings that's what kills us it's the body over the mind right and we jump for things that are sweet so um if you can get watermelon and um i eat it when i break fast and i eat it in Sahore watermelon is great for hydration um coconut water is great like it has electrolytes natural ones it is just the greatest for hydration. It is way better than water, even though water is good. You know, obviously dates are in this mix. I've never mentioned dates, but you know, it's Ramadan, of course, we're having dates. But at at the same time, coconut water, especially if you're struggling. For my daughter, that was really big. She was like, mommy, I'm gonna pass out, I'm getting a headache. As soon as she incorporated coconut water, if you're that person, total difference the real coconut water not some like fake sugary nonsense that you find like get a real one they're pretty like you'll get a really big one they're three dollars four dollars they're so worth it and you get it nice and chilled in the in the fridge you take it out it is such a quencher of thirst and um it's so beautiful to incorporate into your interior you can even use it in the smoothies to get like a double whammy of hydration if you if you don't mind that like coconut taste um but yeah so these are things that we do all the time Sorry, I had to break our then was going off. And you know, alhamdulillah, I wanted to just come back and say that at the end of the day, everything is down to intention. Renew your intention that you're doing this to take care of your body. Your body is a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You're gonna say, nothing is gonna stop me this year. You know, and, and if you thought in the past that, like I said, just doing it alone is enough. It's not, guys. Surround yourself with other people who are hyper-focused like yourself. Don't be alone in Ramadan. Don't suffer. I feel really bad because I'm, I'm really nervous for women because with COVID, I just feel like it's it's that time where you have to make a decision. You can't just like take Ramadan easy anymore because now people can get into really deep, dark places inside their homes. They're feeling trapped. They're inside all the time. Guys, get out, get some fresh air. Um, I, like I said, talk, I didn't get into workout that much. Cause like it's really short in the podcast. And like I said, I'll be giving more information throughout, get on my Instagram. We're doing Instagram lives. We're doing Facebook lives all through, um, now throughout Ramadan. Um, on Facebook, we're the Mindful Muslim Sisters. That's where my Facebook group is. And um, we're on Instagram. Follow me on there. You'll see lives twice a week. I think I'm doing them early in the morning on Tuesdays and Thursdays. It's like, like pretty early, like 7 in the morning, 7.30 in the morning, because that's just what works for us. So we have to We have a really packed schedule here. Um, And then I think on the Facebook group, they're a little bit later. They're like, choose something in the afternoon. We do them on Sundays and Thursdays in the Facebook group. Um, And so Alhamdulillah, um, I think Sundays are like 12 noon, right after the book club. The book club's going to end. But inshallah, yeah, the book club ended, sorry. But like, no the fourth, the fourth. Alhamdulillah. Um, but anyway, at the end of the day, I wanted to tell you, um, there's just tons of support here for you. Definitely stay with us through our YouTube channel, through our Instagram, through whatever it is. Um, our Facebook, we are here for you. There's no reason to struggle alone, but I think we have to get to that place where we're like, nothing's going to change unless I do. Nothing's going to change unless I create change. What are you doing to do that? Take a step, take a move, give yourself a gift, of giving yourself the opportunity to have a best Ramadan yet. And definitely, definitely put yourself and your relationship with Allah before everything else this year, right? Talk to you guys in the next podcast. Assalamu alaikum, rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.